The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. Hello, and welcome to the final episode of The Space Between Presents The Root of All Evil. I'm your host, Danny, and joining me are my trusty Mouseketeers. We've got Sarah Burns. Hello. Hi. Author of Lanny, the Girl Without Fear, Dan Cole. Uh, uh, hi. Hi. And the mastermind of the Professional Casual Network, Tim France. Hi. Hi. We're so glad you're joining us as we wrap up season two of our deep dive into Netflix's four-part docuseries, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. I'm so glad we're almost done with this. Oh, I know. We need <laughs> yeah. something a little like, more uplifting. Ooh, it's been heavy. Um, so with that in mind, a word of caution, this season is going to deal with some very touchy and uncomfortable subject material. Listener discretion is advised. See our show notes for information if you or someone you know is a survivor of sexual assault or abuse. And thank you for joining us as we wrap up season two of The Space Between Presents, The Woo-hoo. Root of All Evil. You can't see Woo-hoo. it, but we're dancing because uh, uh, we don't have to talk about pedophilia uh, uh, yeah. anymore. Well, after Jazz like hands. an hour. Ah, shit. Yeah. You, you have to do this last episode, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Luckily, the next two seasons are going to deal with things that aren't about pedophiles. We're going to do the Michael Jackson documentary followed by the R. Kelly documentary. No! No way! Oh, R. Kelly. Oh, no. Oh, so proud. Okay. All right. All, yeah. right. All right. Now I'm in the closet. <laughs> okay. Yikes. Side note. I remember when that came out. Fucking crazy. Yeah, the yeah. Dave Chappelle sketch about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to piss on you. <laughs> yes, I do. I pee on you. I piss on you. Oh, God. So drip, drip, drip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So episode four is called Finding Their Voice. And this is all about you know, the trial and the survivors. And they're kind of coming to terms with, you know, the what happens to Jeffrey Epstein. And we'll talk about that as we get to the end. It starts with... The deposition where the prosecutor or whoever, I don't know if it's badass Brad, I can't remember. He asks Epstein about Virginia Roberts and Epstein pretends like he doesn't know her. Like, oh, you spell how do you spell that? that? Yeah. How do you spell that? The last name? How do you spell that? Like, are you supposed to be a smart guy? You can't spell Roberts. Break. You can't, sp- but you can spell Ghislaine, which is just a right. stupid. It's yeah. really, yeah. Uh, which is why in all the notes that I typed up for this, I just do GM for Ghislaine Maxwell because I was like, I'm not spelling no, that name. No, no, no. However yeah, I saw many that. times I was like, it's brought up. Nobody had time to look that up. <laughs> I saw in the notes GM and I was like, why are we talking about cars? Like, General <laughs> oh, okay, Motors? <laughs> General Motors? It really does go all the, all the way, way to the top. <laughs> So yeah, so he asks like how to have her name spelled and stuff like that, where she was with him for years from like age 16 to 19 or even before she was 16, because then the lawyer asks about Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell having sex with her on her 16th birthday, which obviously he evokes his sixth and fifth amendments amendment rights i hate his like shitting and grin like well i would love to answer that question but oh trust me i really want to answer that like fuck off i'm gonna start saying that when dan's like hey what's for dinner i really want to answer that question but i'm a fucking douchebag so i'm not gonna like Jeffrey, <laughs> you have to put. I thought you were going to evoke your Sixth Amendment rights. So I have to look up what those were again. Yeah, yeah, that's the shorthand for it. If yeah. you go to invoke your Fifth and Sixth Amendment rights, it's just quicker to say I'm a douchebag. Right, asterisk douchebag. <laughs> well, it's like so. you have to put your lips all the way to the mic and be like, "My Fifth Amendment." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll clean that later. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to get some glasses to like put down at the end of my nose and like look over. Oh yeah, you got to do that, like holding that here this whole time. Uh, yeah. yeah. What? Uh, How do you spell it? Roberts? What? Virgin- the what common spelling? How was that like? How many he bees? didn't know her? Right? Like, I don't know how to spell her name. Like, how do you spell her name? Doesn't I mean you didn't know the person. Right? Jeez Louise. I mean, you're raping her for four years. Right. You know what I mean? You yeah. think like, you can remember hey, how to. You. Maybe she didn't wear a name tag, I guess. Right. Or she was just like blonde number 74. Right. It's like, that's how we identify Maybe he's her. like Doc Antle. Be like, oh, the one with big teeth, big smile, <laughs> the Italian, Italian one. one. Jeff Emst, Ep- Ep- <laughs> Jeff Epstein, Jeff Epstein, going on a rant of like, people are jealous of my relationship <laughs> with underage girls. Um, <laughs> oh God! The lawyer also, in addition to asking about them having sex with her on her 16th birthday, which like 
you know, most 16 year old girls, they want a car. And it's like, well, we got her a threesome. So whatever. Oh. He also asked about lending Virginia out to his friends, which yeah, she was I trafficked was just like, oh. heavily. And we're going to talk about that right now. Um, so her name now is Virginia Roberts Gouffray. She got married, as we talked about in a previous episode. Isn't Gouffray a singer? I'm reg- oh, no, I'm thinking of Robert. You're thinking Boulay. of Michael Gouffray. Boobler. Yeah. Who's Michael Gouffray again? He's the one that sings all them Christmas songs. Boobler. No, that's, Boobler. that's Boobler. No, that's the the sparkling beverage. <laughs> <laughs> those are good. Okay. They are good. I got some of those. So she explains why she finally spoke up about Jeffrey Epstein because it's not uncommon for a woman, especially a, a young girl, to experience sexual trauma like that and then just not talk about it because it's, you know, enshrouded in shame and fear. So she explains why she finally decided to come forward. She had just had a daughter and she decided that it was time to come forward and, you know, clear this up and freaking get them. Get them. In London, 2001, at Ghislaine Maxwell's residence, she meets Prince Andrew for the first time. So he's, um, Dan's like, whoever that is, he's actually kind of a big deal, right? Isn't he like third in line or something like that? I have a weird well, problem now. that I just don't give any shits about the English royalty. I know. And I don't do know anything about oh them, gosh. and I could not care less. The weddings, like his mom and I, for Ugh. the first one. I did shoot, watch all the William, weddings. William and Kate. Yeah. Like his mom and I, I remember watching some of the royal wedding with your mom. Yeah. It was really This is a guilty pleasure too. of mine. I do really like. Right? I was like, well, I'm going to walk out of the room. It shouldn't be a guilty pleasure to care about international affairs. I mean, yeah, because Dan really doesn't care about oh, what's happening fuck. in the world. To Dan's defense, wow. if I may defend you, sure. Uh, do you consent? They don't do defense? shit internationally. Like, they don't they have don't any actual the royals power. They don't do anything That's politically. Not true at all. The fact that Queen Elizabeth is still alive not only shows the world that phylacteries exist, <laughs> but also show that no one's fucking found hers yet. Especially <laughs> Prince Charles, who's been after it for a while. I just assume she either has a portrait up in the attic that ages for her, or she has a, a couple horcruxes somewhere. Maybe she very well could throw virgins into a volcano. Okay. Right now there's now there's just raisins hanging out. I'm going to think it's rat shit everywhere. There's only one. I, one's right there. Yeah, obviously no one can see this, but I... I have a handful of raisins that I threw on it. Raisins? Raisins! P.S. Best podcasting snack because they are silent. (laughs) Ghislaine plays her favorite guessing game with Prince Andrew. How old do you think she is about Virginia? And he guesses 17 and... He's correct. She's Guess 17 at the right. time. She's Yay, she's 17. Not nearly as fun of a guessing game as a friend we had in college. Oh, God. Dan Tan. <laughs> Dan Tan. Yep. He'd come up to you and go, guess where I'm from. And you go, it's okay. so unfair. And like, I feel awkward. He goes, he's, I'll give you a hint. I'm Chinese, but I'm not from China. And you're like, well, now I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah, now you're going to look like an asshole. And I don't exactly. know Asian geography at all. And I was, so yeah. I was like, uh, Hong Kong? Does that? count he was like no but that's actually a good guess i'm from singapore and i was like what he he tried giving me clues like malaysia uh the place where i'm from recently banned chewing gum and i'm like what on earth about looking at me makes you think i keep up with current world events because at that time i did not i'm still pretty bad about it i don't keep up with world events but i keep up with um international chewing gum laws right super important to know it is a deep runs, issue that deep, I yeah. care about. Yep. Yeah. Way better guessing game than how old do you think this girl is that you're going to have sex with illegally? Right? Oh, God. They go out to a club. He's like dancing on her, sweats all over her. I love it. I love the description. He's like sweating like a hog. It's amazing. Hyperhidrosis. Um, yeah. Oh, that's what's called. Yeah. So deep. he sweats all over her. They go back to Ghislaine's place. Virginia gets a photo of them and he's like got his arm around like her lower waist, like very... Yeah. Not like awkward principal around your shoulders, like awkward uncle around your waist. And then she's sexual. <laughs> uncle Chet? <laughs> uncle, it's Uncle Chet. <laughs> and then she is sexually abused by him. And she talks about how it was probably like six or seven times that they were together. So fast forward to 2015 when she comes out about this. Uh, in England, she's called a serial prostitute, etc. Um, right. Like she was a girl. I can't. Yeah. Um, obviously, Buckingham Palace denies all allegations, which why wouldn't they like Dan and I were talking about this when we watched it. Of course, they're not going to be like, well, they call him Randy Andy for a reason. Like, obviously, they're going to deny these 
allegations. I see that a lot during these kind of shows. Of course they did. Right. Well, and they come up with probably the most solid legal defense, which is uh, Prince Andrew has a medical condition in which he can't sweat. Right. So during that time. Have been during him. that time. Yeah. Which during is that time. insane. <laughs> but you're not going to have the queen come out and be like, yes, my son is a rampant pedophile <laughs> who sweats on everything he touches. <laughs> Would you like some sugar in your tea? <laughs> like, no. Please leave my palace. <laughs> <laughs> and also Dershowitz is accused Ugh. of having sex with Virginia Roberts, which... His, that guy. I can't. Everything about him, his bottom teeth are so yellow. And, gah. Well, in his defense, too, is just a bunch of fucking rambling. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I dare her to come on this show and accuse. She's never publicly accused me. I dare her. So she's like staring straight at the camera and she's like, Yes, I had sex with him. I was trafficked to him six or seven times that I can remember. Like, right. Does that he thinks that she won't? I don't know. Is he like calling her bluff? Well, she won't say it on the show. Like, dude, fuck off. Oh, God, I hate that guy. Dershowitz. Seriously. Dershowitz. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Call 1-800-Dershowitz. Oh, man. It's a great number. Anyway, Sarah Ransom um, comes back into the picture. She comes forward in 2016 because of Trump and the Clinton's connection to Jeffrey Epstein since that was like during the presidential run. And she was like, oh, wow. So this guy was really close to Jeffrey Epstein. And this woman's husband was really close to Jeffrey Epstein. People might want to know about that. Nobody in the media wanted to hear from her. I do remember some stories coming out in that time frame yeah. of like, there's this pedophile island and Bill Clinton goes there mm-hmm. and Donald Trump goes there and all these other fucking people do. Yeah. And I certainly remember it being like a, a thing online of like an almost conspiracy level thing like all these fucking people go here why is no one stopping this right i think the panama papers came on around then too that nobody (laughs) cared about right because these are are the two best people to represent america in this election right (laughs) like what in 2017 we've got the me too movement where um Alyssa milano takes to twitter and she's like hey this stuff happens all the time, like comment back or retweet or whatever with me too. If you've ever been, you know, the victim of any right, kind of sexual assault, up. cat calling, sexual assault, rape, anything like that. And it does blow up. I just want to give credit though. The me too movement was started by, um, was not started by Melissa Milano. It was started by her character on charmed on the WB. <laughs> I just want to give credit. Well, you look that up fun aside. Mm-hmm. Um, Back when Dan, well, when we were all in high school, um, at my high school, there was a middle school, probably. Probably. Wait, Shoot. what year was it again? I knew I you, know, right? Like 2002. Yeah, I was 2003. I can't remember. Yeah, I was 13. I was very <laughs> sassy. So one of our um, units for PE, we would do a walking unit where our gym teacher would take us for a walk around town and. Usually she would take us to the ice cream place and buy us all ice cream, which was freaking awesome. Um, So there's like uh, Walton, the town where I grew up and where I went to school and where I teach now. It's known for the Delaware River, which cuts right through it. So we've got the bridge. The town floods like constantly. It's really a horrible place to put a town, but they're persistent. They stick around. I have the the person who started the Me Too movement. Right. So Me Too is credited to Tarana Burke. Right. Who is an American activist from the Bronx. Um, She started in 2006 and then it picked up steam when Alyssa Milano tweeted it in 2017. Just want to make sure we give credit. Give credit where it's due. Yes. Me too. Took down a lot of fucking people. Yeah, it did. That were rightly so. Rightly so. Hell yeah. Otherwise never going to see their comeuppance most likely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, during this walking thing, we're walking over the bridge to go to the ice cream place and my friend Sheila and I are walking and these guys are like kayaking down the river and one of them like whistles or cat calls or something and I'm like I was I was a sassy teenager and I was like you don't whistle at a lady you asshole and my gym teacher turns around and she's like ladies don't swear Danielle in my mind I was like fuck that like you still don't whistle at somebody like and I was like 16 at the time 
and they were clearly adults. Like I was in high school. Like, give me a goddamn break. Don't catcall ever. I mean, not that people who are listening to this probably catcall, but I I will say one catcall that just kind of gave me the giggles other than (laughs) made me uncomfortable was I was clearly in workout clothes. I was um, living in Philadelphia, going to school at the time. And a guy just was like, working out's been good for you. And I was like, okay, I mean, thank you. (laughs) That's the only one where I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny because it's like, I remember when all this was going down and a lot of very narrow minded men were like, what? No, I can't even like talk to a woman in my workplace anymore. And it's like, if you're talking about her twat or her tits, no, you can't like. Yeah, you can only talk Fuck about off. her ass in a. In That's a, it. In a professional. <laughs> that setting. is all. Yeah, those things <laughs> were just like blew my mind. Where it's like, how hard is it to just not be a creep, right? And it's, not like be overly sexual or anything like yeah. that. Like just treat them like yep. you would any other person. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. Why is it so hard for <laughs> women? People? Are people too? <laughs> why is it so yeah. hard? Um, but I did have a discussion actually just this school year with some of my male colleagues and. Um, you know, the one guy, he is very, very conservative. And so we don't have a lot in common in that way. Um, but he, I'm fine, like chatting with him. He tells me about his kids because his kids are a lot older because um, he's, you know, like five years out from retirement or whatever. And he had on like this shirt and it was like a really nice color. And like it went well with like his complexion and his hair. And so I was like, hey, you, that shirt looks really great on you. And he was like, wow, thank you so much. He's like, it's really funny because I was telling him how like I'm trying to like compliment more people at work, um, you know, just to try and boost some morale, you know. Yeah. And he was like, I do not feel comfortable doing that at all he's like because i'm afraid it would come across especially like the age difference between the two of us like he's easily 20 years older than me if he was like danielle i really like that dress you have on like if it's not said in the right way because i have been complimented by male co-workers before Mm -hmm. where i just took it as like oh thanks it has pockets um (laughs) but i know it's always the pockets always my wedding dress has pockets i'm so excited pocket sand So sorry, that was very tangential to talk about, but you know, when in doubt, I don't know. I feel like there is a very, because I've never been like, oh, I probably shouldn't compliment them on that thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I've never felt that way. Yeah. Man, those khakis (laughs) really show off the profile of your dick. (laughs) Dead ass tight though. (laughs) Working out's been doing you well. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? It totally works. Working out's been good for you. (laughs) It's like, okay, thank you, sir. (laughs) Thank you. Goodbye. I'm going to run away now. In 2018, the Miami Herald publishes a story about allegations against Jeffrey Epstein and Acosta's involvement because that coincides with Acosta's confirmation hearing as the Department of Labor person because he's a piece of shit. Fucking Acosta. The following year, in 2019, uh, in West Palm Beach, there is a federal order that the government, they messed up. A federal judge was like, yeah, this was clearly like collusion or whatever between the government and fucking Epstein. Um, So at that point, they're thinking maybe there will be a new hearing where survivors can voice their disagreement to Epstein's sweetheart deal. It's shown that the feds clearly conspired against the survivors. And it's all just freaking disgusting. Like these people are supposed to be doing their jobs. Why do we have like government in these government agencies if they're not going to work for the victims? It's so freaking gross to me. It's like, well, why didn't, why didn't she come forward sooner? This is why people don't come forward sooner because yeah, nothing come happens. Forward in 1996, right? Fucking 23 years later, yeah, yeah. right? Just fucking right. getting around yeah. to it. Like, cool. It's so gross. Uh, so in New York, they start a new investigation because they kind of figured that, like, yeah, a lot of this stuff happened in Florida, but it probably also like spider webby was happening in New York, too. So they open up an investigation and more and more women come forward to talk to the FBI, yeah. which is like, yeah, get him, bring him down. On July 6th, 2019, at a New Jersey airport, Epstein gets arrested. This is so gross. He's 66 at the time. He's 66 and he's fucking around with like 14 year old girls. Yeah. Which all regardless of his age, it would be really gross. But at that point, he's only four years from having to make required minimum distributions off of his qualified accounts. (laughs) Oh, good to know. Good to know. know, I was going to say he could collect. um, 
Unfortunately, Social security. Yeah. And Unfortunately, Medicare. he didn't live to see the CARES Act come out where that number was increased to 72. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just probably thought he was looking down the barrel of that RMD gun. What? He really had two more years. Can you? What is that? <laughs> um, Do you mind? Like, no. Is that OK? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So any like 401k or IRA that you have that's traditional or not mm-hmm. a Roth, um, you have to start liquidating. But at currently now is the age of 72 because it hasn't been taxed yet. You okay. got a deduction for it when you were working and stuff. Um, and the state hasn't gotten their money yet. OK, so they force you to start liquidating a certain percentage every year that that percentage increases so that okay. you have liquidated the account by a certain age and they, they have been able to tax it, which is why a Roth is so good, because you never have to take RMDs off of it. OK, so you can let that grow tax free forever. Gotcha. And you are never forced to to pay taxes on the gains. See, this is yeah. why we did this so that Tim could talk about finance. Right. Yeah, exactly. But Roths and Ponzi schemes, like my two favorite things. <laughs> OK, cool. <laughs> Season three, Roths and Ponzi schemes. Get really schemes. sad, but get some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. right. It, it all pays off. Trust me. On July 8th in a New York City courthouse, there's tons of press coverage. He's charged with sex trafficking and all different kinds of things, especially like sex trafficking of minors, that sort of thing. After his arrest, more than a dozen more women come forward. And once all of this starts really hitting the fan, people who were close to him, especially uh, Donald Trump and Bill Clinton, they instantly distance themselves. It's amazing how like all of a sudden Trump had a falling out and hasn't talked to him in 15 years. And the same thing with Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton denies ever being on the island, even though there's tons of proof he was there like 26 right. times in like a three year span or something like that. I haven't like been that. there to diddle any kids in probably at least six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the guy, I forget his name and I'm really sorry about that, um, who worked on like the cell towers and the, yeah. the technology yeah, stuff. That's right. He said, he's like, I saw Bill Clinton there. Like he and Jeffrey Epstein were like sitting on the porch. He's like, I never saw him doing anything, you know, no, on the coast or whatever. Prince right. Andrew, like right? he never saw Bill Clinton like with a female on the island. So like Bill mm-hmm. Clinton could have just been like hanging out. So then just say that. I don't I feel like it looks so much worse when you're like, I've never been there. And they're like, but here's yeah. the flight log, the manifest that says that you were there 26 times. And it's like, well, that that was my brother. William Clinton? That's an R and not a B? William? What were you going to say, Dan? Well, it's just like, how well did that work out for Clinton in the past where he didn't just tell the truth? Right. And so I did not mm-hmm. have sexual relations with that woman. Like, yeah. But it was well, just a blowjob. So, like, is that really sex? Mm-hmm. And to be fair, they asked him. <laughs> um, excuse me? They asked him if his relationship with Monica Lewinsky was sexual, um, at which point he needed to define what is the definition of the word is. Yeah. Oh, God. I was eight you know, when all that went down. So I yeah. just remember a blue dress, a young yep. person and like Bill Clinton. Yep. Yeah. Now, what he should have done was ask if they could spell her last name. Apparently. <laughs> right. Oh, the common, Apparently. the common spelling. Right. But yeah. also, can we just talk about that weird? Um, I don't I don't remember if this was mentioned in the in the documentary, but the weird picture of Bill Clinton in a blue dress and high heels lounging in a chair. Did you not see that? No. Okay. Sorry. Side note. (laughs) There is um, a painting. It's not just a photo. It's a painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress with heels lounging in a chair. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the painting that's in Queen Elizabeth's attic that prevents right. her from aging. <laughs> Whenever I think of Bill Clinton with this stuff, I can't help but think of Bill Clinton on Family Guy. Yeah. Where, like he seduces Lois and Peter's all man. So he goes to confront him and then he wakes up in bed with Bill Clinton. He's like, oh, man, he got me too. Right. And that's, <laughs> and that's the thing. If you if, if Bill Clinton has been to this island 26 times, Bill Clinton of all people, didn't do anything weird on Pedophile Sex Island. Right. That's like letting Sneakers O'Toole go into a shoe store and not trying his shoes on. Like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. You yeah. know Sneakers O'Toole. Okay, I have I have again. the pit photo. Maybe we can post it somewhere yeah. so that people can understand what we're talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have post, to post we're that. We're going to post that with this episode. When yep. Okay, you want me to? For wow. sure, yeah. Yep. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I just like it's so fucking weird. So I just lost it. It's so fucking weird. Okay. So weird. Um, weird. 
Prince Andrew's a dirtbag. Prince Andrew is a dirtbag. A sweaty one. A very sweaty dirtbag. Not dirt at that bag. time. No. no, he was. Um, <laughs> in the picture, he's fucking glistening. Right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, fuck you, Prince Andrew. So dewy. <laughs> right. And he doesn't. I love it during that interview. He's He he says, you know, I have this medical condition. I can't sweat. I couldn't sweat at during that time. Right. It's like, so you lost then. the ability to yeah. sweat for a little while and then you got it back? Like, right. what? Um, yeah, so they show this interview that he does where he's trying to, again, distance himself from Jeffrey Epstein. And he talks about how, you know, he's never met this girl, Virginia Roberts, yada, yada. He has, you know, there's no acknowledgement. There's no remorse whatsoever. They have the picture of him with his arm around her. And they're like, well, how do you explain that? And he's like, I can't. I, I I don't know. I don't know when I don't know how that was taken. I don't remember. I have no recollection. Well, it's like, are you serious right now? And in his defense, like obviously the the interview backfired a little bit on him, but all they had was, you know, witness testimony and a picture and a bunch of other eyewitness accounts. Like right. they, they yeah. didn't they yeah. didn't really have right. enough evidence to do anything. I mean, with. according to Acosta, that was really not enough evidence right. for anything. Correct. You know, more so. than a sweetheart deal. Ugh. He also says that he was at a pizza place with one of his children on the day he and Virginia allegedly met. I don't necessarily Which, you know, um, think that that's not true. He probably seems like the type of shitbag to take his kids out for a slice of pizza and then go rape an underage girl. Yeah. So, you know, no, very, safe. very legitimately. Obviously, we're, we're making jokes about the content in this particular episode, but it's because it's that fucking outlandish that right. this guy got away with this for so fucking long. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. You can't help but to be sarcastic about it because yes. obviously the system's dumb. fucking broken. And it it kills me that like these people assume that everyone around them is so stupid that they'll just believe that. And that's like one of my like biggest pet peeves is like, are you hoofing at me right now? Yeah, because you get mad. I do. I hate it when people assume that I'm stupid. And there are certain things where like I am ignorant about things and I try to learn more about them. Like anything financial like with the Roth IRA I know a lot more now not super great still but I can admit that and so I go to the people that I need to but for someone to be like oh no I I never I I never went there like there's proof and evidence that you did go there like fuck off with that kind of disrespect I'm sorry it's just uh and the thing that really gets me is that these people are in such like high powered positions they've gotten away with this for so long it's a it's a systemic thing and it just drives me bonkers well I would like to argue that the system isn't broken it's working exactly the way that they want it to mm -hmm. work yep. and that's the main problem right. is that right it's broken for everybody else Correct. Yes. Well, it's just never just for anyone. Right. Well, and it was never meant to be just for anyone other than people who had money and who were in power and white. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Um, a lot of people say that Prince Andrew's interview backfired and it just made him look even guiltier. Like if he just hadn't said anything, it probably would have still had some doubt about that. But like once you go on an interview and like, well, I don't I don't know how that picture was taken. Like. Right. I just love he didn't even try to like make an excuse. He could have been like, well, that's not me. It's somebody that just looks like me. Or he, just, I don't know. Like that was his best defense. I have no idea how that picture was taken. Like or you just sound like an idiot. If he had had some little morsel of truth in there about like, oh, well, I went over to, you know, to see my friends, Galen and Jeffrey, and they had this young girl with them. And so, and that's how the picture got taken. Like she was there when I was there. And I was a prince. That's it. You know what I mean? She was like, oh, man, there's a prince there. I right. should take yep. a picture. Yeah, with him. basically a celebrity like even that would have just I don't know, whatever. Not long after that, Chuck Schumer calls on Acosta to resign from the Department of Labor position. And Acosta holds a press conference claiming that there is new evidence, which is not true at all. There is no new evidence. It's all the same evidence as when he does case was with him go ahead he does do a very i don't want to say good job but he presents the information in a way that almost completely removes himself of yes. guilt from the situation he's oh, totally. really good at um, that yeah yep so he's a slimy wheezeball he really oh, can God, i just mention so that he has a weasel face that just really makes you want to punch it oh god like every yeah. time like he would come on screen dan was like Arr! and dan is such like peace loving like I, there are times when I want to fight with him and he just won't fight with me so to see him get like fired up about something and just like angry about it it's like whoa 
So that's how you know I, I it. Had a it guy. It's just He's the worst. He is. And he does eventually step down. And it's so like Tim said, he's so good at like deflecting the blame. And he talks about how, you know, it would be selfish for the Department of Labor to be cast in the shadow of Jeffrey Epstein. So I'll step down. And it's like, you're not doing this for that. Like, right. stop trying to be so moral about it. Like, well, you didn't have any morals when you made this quote plea deal that was just i'm sure epstein was like let me give you a couple million dollars and you basically do nothing to me and he was right. like okay yeah yes sir yes mr epstein i mean i think that there's a lot of people especially in those positions that would take large sums of money to look the other way yes. yeah that's a huge problem yep. like he obviously yep. should not be in that kind of position mm-hmm. right and it's just and that's where that's where the system is broken where things like that are so easy for people that have tons of money mm-hmm. You know, he could throw a, f- a few million dollars to somebody it could be, you know, it's life changing. But to Epstein, that was nothing. And I mean, just look at our entire government. Like you could argue that that's what lobbyists do to get their agendas pushed forward, where whichever lobbyist has the most money to offer. You're that's right. the policy the that gets pushed. Way too strong. Fucking teachers too union, man. <laughs> God, you know, those teachers getting paid. To not even do anything. <laughs> what are they even teaching kids? Nobody knows what Juneteenth is. I learned about Juneteenth this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I'm really mad about it. Me too. <laughs> really mad that you didn't know what it was until yeah. yes. Until I'm 34 freaking years old. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. 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 But you know, that, cool. doesn't, that doesn't matter because mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> I always got to pick on the science classes because that's like what everybody remembers all over because we do a good job in science. That's pretty much what the new Watchmen series was about. Mitochondria was about mitochondria and also Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's cool. I should watch that. I've heard. Cool. Cool. July 15th is Jeffrey Epstein's bail hearing. Many survivors go. A lot of them wear white, which I thought was really cool with Mm. the suffragette thing. Um, and they got to address him during the hearing and, you know, they got to stand up and say like, you raped me when I was 14. Fuck you. Not fuck you. But which I thought was really great that they were able to do that. I know that they didn't um, have all of the survivors there, but still a good number got to say their piece and bond started at 500 million. Could you imagine if they had all the survivors there, just like potentially hundreds of women. It yeah. would be and days. probably still young girls. It well, be unfortunately, days. because of the timeline of a lot of this, there's probably a significant amount of girls that committed suicide mm. in between the time yep. that they were assaulted and the 23 years later. Uh-huh. That unfortunately, yeah, brought I'm to sure justice. you're right. Yeah. So Bond started at five hundred million dollars. That's so many dollars. So many dollars. And he could totally afford that. Yeah, it was could, the majority no of his estate. Yeah. Actually. Uh, prosecutors presented additional evidence that they found when they raided his New York mansion, including kitty porn, diamonds, various passports with other names other than his. Uh, basically an escape plan. So there's no way he would stay for the trial. Like he would be gone. And they actually speculate that if he had known what was going to go down, because when he was arrested at the airport, he had been coming back from Paris. There's no way he would have come back to the country. Correct. No, no way. You? Which, yeah. yeah. So he's not given bail or bond and he, quote, presents a danger to the community, which is like, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? He does oh, okay. Now? okay. Oh, now it's a danger? No. <laughs> now he's the danger. Um, and that's yeah. actually really specific about the bond. His lawyers were offering up that $500 million, um, to to get him out, which was effectively a liquidation of the majority of his estate. Right. Outside of the stuff he had put away and maybe another... I think it was like his estate was totally worth it was like five hundred and fifty million or something. Yeah, five seventy seven. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, he was certainly willing to put everything out of the table for his escape plan. Right. Shucks, you only had seventy seven million dollars to essentially retire on. Man, <laughs> I mean, that would that would have been how. awful. And his know. estate, it's different. But yeah, yeah. See, these are things that I don't understand. Someone being worth. You know, a net worth of one billion dollars doesn't mean they have a billion dollars. Right. They probably have no cash on hand, actually. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's all just they, like, sorry, go ahead. Was they like panned down all the list of what was in his estate? There was yeah. like a thousand shares of this and nine hundred ninety nine shares of that. And like, yeah, a right. lot of it was tied up in these. these and like assets, real estate but, holdings, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. So if you're trying to figure out your net worth, don't forget about your real estate holdings, your stocks and bonds. 
Your vehicle, if you own your vehicle. Yeah, actually, I do that. Mint does that for you where it calculates your net worth. A few years ago, it was minus (laughs) 16,000, but I also forgot to put my retirement in there. Okay. $10,000. So now my net worth is like $4,000. I'm like, (laughs) woohoo! August 10th is Jeffrey Epstein's suicide. So I have that in quotes because we're going to talk about it. He hanged himself in his cell. It was a federal prison. The guards fell asleep. The cameras weren't working. All of these things, these stars align. They repeat so many times that it was a federal prison. It was understaffed. The people who worked there weren't really smart. Which I feel that one guy said that is like they hired not the brightest people. Yeah, I'm like, what okay. does that have to do with anything? Well, no, actually, I heard that. Okay, so this is a super tangential. No, not a little bit, and it's uh, very speculative. But they they literally don't hire the smartest people to be police officers. Like this was a report. Like if your IQ is too high, they think you're just going to leave the job in a few years. Right. Again, that could be totally false, but that is a. Uh, Something I have heard. Yeah. And of course, I don't have a source, but I will I will find one. Yeah. Give me that source material. So there are tons of conspiracy theories. I've even heard um, that Hillary Clinton herself went to the prison to kill Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> in her little pantsuit. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Um, but it all does seem very suspicious. Vicious, but highly suspect that like, oh, the guards fell asleep and the cameras weren't working and this and that. Um, I had also heard, I think in the Wondery podcast that like his, um, he got into a fight with his cellmate or something. And so the cellmate like uh, uh, attacked him and like partially strangled him or something. And so that's why he had a cell by himself. I... That doesn't actually seem so far fetched to me. They will right. isolate people because yeah. like especially pedophiles. And I've heard this from like Ear Hustle and like other podcasts and different I things. I love Ear Hustle. Oh, that's a good. I would listen to free advertisement. I would listen to that one. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> that if you are a pedophile, you, you're not going to last long in jail. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then I had also heard he was on suicide watch. Which again, so why did the guards fall asleep? No, he was just on suicide because there was no watching involved, right? They didn't watch it because they turned the cameras off. Right. I don't know that. That's not true. I mean, that might be true. I don't know that for sure, though. So there are a lot of conspiracy theories about who might be involved in this, if he really did kill himself, if the body that they had at the morgue was even his. I've heard that like Epstein could still be alive. He had a ton of surveillance cameras in oh, all of his houses like creepy. virginia talks about how she like went into like the the command center room or whatever and there were just like screens everywhere and she was like that's my toilet like he literally had cameras like over the toilets and the showers and the bedrooms so it was all just blackmail ammo like anyone who ever went to any of his uh mansions he had any of their movements on camera on right. tape so you talk about people who might want Epstein killed, literally anyone who associated with him ever. Maybe it was Galen. That would be that would be the most trippy one. That right? would be the most interesting. Like I just imagine this like femme fatale, like, I'm sorry I had to come to this Jeffrey. I was disappointed with yeah, how maybe. little she was mentioned during all this because she was like like she's just as guilty as he is. Well, because they this. can't find her. They don't she, know like, where she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. They don't right. know where she is right now. Which it's like, hmm. wasn't there one report where she was like at an In-N-Out Burger in I California? Yeah. What book was she reading while she was there? There was something like a, it was, it was a, definitely a middle finger to people who were trying to find uh, her. Orconomics. No, no, it was, it was, <laughs> something about, it was something about like CIA operatives and like their double lives or something yeah, like that. Yeah. At the In-N-Out Burger, Ghislaine Maxwell was reading, it's called The Book of Honor, The Secret Lives and Deaths of CIA Operatives. Yeah, definitely a fuck you to people trying yeah. to find her. Yeah, it's a red herring kind of thing, I think. Mark Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's brother, he doesn't buy the suicide. He calls in a new pathologist who, the guy only has the copy of the autopsy report. He doesn't actually get to look at Epstein's body. And there are three fractures in his neck. One is the hyoid bone And then there's thyroid cartilage that's broken. And then there's a third one that I can't remember. Um, He said that it's not 
Those injuries are not typical in a suicide because the way that Epstein would have had to do it, he would have like done the noose up and then had to like lean forward. Like he didn't have anything to like jump off from that would like, you know, snap your neck. Um, So he said it would be, quote, extremely rare for those bones to be broken in this type of suicide. Not impossible, but very rare. I remember hearing on the radio. I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Okay, I was hearing on the radio like when all this was going down um, that someone at his age, it could potentially break because it, his bones would be more brittle. It Right. And that was my thought too. Like yeah. he's 66 dude could have broken a hip, but like it is super, very suspicious. Yeah. Super experienced pathologist says that it would be extremely rare for this to happen. That's pretty much saying it's impossible. Yeah. Right. right. It was, like, he was, you know, mm-hmm. as a scientist, he doesn't want to say it can't happen. Right. No, you can never but say the 100%. fact that it, he basically said without saying it that it, the angle was all wrong mm-hmm. for him to do it himself. So obviously someone else would have had right. to do well, it too. And him. those injuries where the one bone was broken in three places, it's like mm-hmm. the chin, right? Up, oh, it's like just below underneath the mandible. The mandible. Right. Yeah, it's like right here, which if you're hanging yourself. And the pathologist has a hyoid bone. He said, obviously not like related to that thing. Unrelated case, yeah, of course. Which I thought was really funny, but he's he takes out of a Chinese soup, uh, Chinese delivery <laughs> soup container, or <laughs> a wonton soup container. And it is incredibly flexible because it's, I don't think it's truly a bone. I think it really is mostly cartilage. So I could only imagine like the type of trauma that would have to occur to be able to break that um, and cause that kind of trauma. So, yeah. Interestingly, two days before his death, uh, he signed a will and moved his money to a trust in the Virgin Islands so that when the victims sue him, they can't get his money. Right. It's so reminiscent of Don Lewis and Tiger King. Oh, yeah. It was just before he dis- died, disappeared. In the event of my disappearance. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that there's a look back rule for trusts. So effectively what they say is until it's been in the trust for five years that a proportional portion of those assets are accessible by anyone suing the estate or by the government to tax. Does it have any effect because he put it in the Virgin Islands? Most likely mm-hmm. they've, they've done some legal yeah. black magic or whatever to make sure that that worked, but right. it really shouldn't. Yeah. The, the victim should very realistically be able to sue for a portion of the estate that is still within the trust based on how long it's been in the trust, yeah. assuming it's been under five years. Unless their goal is to put it in the trust and then just assume that they are going to delay court cases and lawsuits for five years until it is fully um, untouchable in that trust. Yo, super conspiracy theory. Epstein did all this, right? He's not actually dead. He's just going to hang out for five years and he's going to get his money. Be on his merry way. Maybe. You know? He's hanging out with Don Lewis. Yep. Yep. He and Don Lewis are chilling in Costa Rica or wherever the heck that was. Oh, I'd also heard, you know, and all none of this was in the the docuseries, but just other things that I had read about and heard about and whatever. Um, He... Met with his lawyers very regularly. They talk about how El Chapo was housed at that same prison. And so Epstein would pay to have El Chapo's lawyer brought in too. Just like, hey, just trying to like make friends or whatever the way that he can with money. So his lawyers did not think that he was suicidal at all. Like they didn't get that feeling from him. And especially like if you're meeting with them every day, why? Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense to me. I yeah. So what are what are all your like? What do you think? Do you think he killed himself? Do you think someone else killed him? Do you think he body doubled and just scooted out of there? I think there's like a zero percent chance he killed himself. I don't. So much more damaging to everyone else alive. Um, I could see. So there's like five percent of my brain that thinks he was like shit. I'm caught. I'm never getting out because like his bail hearing that was really his only chance to get out and they saw right through that so i could see him being like well what's the point but he's such a damn narcissist i kind of i feel like that goes one way it goes to both ends where like yes he would have killed himself no he wouldn't have killed himself because he was such a narcissist i feel like odds are pretty good that his high place friends probably had a great deal to do with it and then there's like 3% that I think he's not actually dead. Yeah. Yep. I, I think I think there is a case that was listening to this on the Wondery podcast about it, that he did kill himself to just say, fuck you to everybody. Yeah. 
You know? I think it's not a fuck you to everyone. I think the fuck you is staying alive. Okay. Right. Like 100% because he has all the information. He knows where the things are kept. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. if he has any chance of getting out, it's because he has all of this dirt on all of these high level people. That's really people. true. Him true. killing himself is honestly a salvation for all of the yeah, people right? that They're he has like, video routinely um, assaulting underage girls yeah. for decades. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. Yeah. Like 5% of me thinks he killed himself. Same three percent of me thinks he's still alive, and then the other ninety-two percent thinks that. See, I he think thirty percent he healed himself. Seventy percent, most likely, someone else. Yeah, who said? Someone that he had dirt on was like, "This can't get out." Right. I see that as the most as the most reasonable explanation as someone agreed of which there's a very long list of people I could have right. And that's the thing. The list is huge. I know. You know, Trump tweeted the like conspiracy theory that it was the Clintons. Trump has just as much to lose. Dan and I were talking last night, like arguably more to lose, right? Because the Clintons aren't really in like political power, but they still have like power and influence and a lot of money. They're probably just doing like behind the scenes stuff. Um, But the list is so long. We have no idea who um, all had been on that Island and who all he could have had uh, blackmail stuff on. So it's really, I think it's Chris Tucker. It was Chris Tucker. Because he went on that trip. Hold to on. Africa. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. Because I think I like I hope we saw in that episode is that it didn't seem like any nefarious stuff went down. He was pretty much the trip. only innocent party because yeah. Kevin Spacey is certainly not. Innocent. True. <laughs> we know. Yikes. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I know this is supposed to be like, I feel like the best part of the series. Now we're just like, I don't know. I know, right. but I love yeah. the idea of actually Hillary Clinton going in herself. Just tiptoeing. <laughs> tiptoeing. In a like, black pantsuit. Like, it's still a, it's a ninja pantsuit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, but she's 100%. wearing like Rothy's. So her steps are really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that feeling you have, Sarah, though, is like the whole, this whole story to get like, it's like, finally, he's something's going to happen to him. And then it's yeah. like the, even the, the survivors were saying that like he escaped again Yep. this time through death, which is probably better well, than he would have experienced. But he still fucking got away with it. Well, in that's a way. what I'm saying. I feel like there is a chance that he could have killed himself because of that. He escapes every situation mm-hmm. and this might've been the last ultimate escape for him. Well, and effectively he was charged, right? He still had an, another court date. Yes. So he wasn't fully convicted yet. So no, yeah. he saw the writing on the wall. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But he's also gone to jail for shit before. I assumed mm-hmm. that he thought he would go to some, you know, Al Capone mansion prison. Right. Yes. And just live out his days doing whatever the fuck he wanted anyway. Have you ever seen Al Capone's actual cell? Yeah. And from the East State Penitentiary? Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it's pretty it's tiny, but it's cush. Yeah. yeah. They still actually have a replica of a up of it. That's really cool. Yeah. Nice. So the motion to dismiss hearing is August 27th, and the judge wanted to let some of the victims have their day in court. 23 women testify, and they all talk about, like, how therapeutic and cathartic that was and how that judge really. Yeah. And, like, props to that judge. I wish that I had written down his name, but I didn't. Sorry. Um, Branson. Something like something, something with a B. But he really like helped a lot of these women and they were all there together and they were, you know, hugging each other and crying and holding hands. And it really just helped to like close the lid on this for them so that they could move on with their lives. And like for the majority of them, they just wanted to be heard. Like they just wanted someone to hear them and to believe them. Take them seriously. Exactly. And during this whole ordeal, nobody did. And that's. The issue with the system. So in 2020, bring them all down. Yeah. Burn it. Burn the system down. Um, That's what a lot of a lot of the women, especially like Virginia and Sarah, they're talking about. It wasn't just Jeffrey Epstein. Like there were people who helped him get in the position that he was in. He worked with a ton of people like Ghislaine Maxwell. Like, what the hell? Bring her in. She needs to see some kind of justice. All the other women who helped recruit for him, all of them need to be held accountable for this stuff. So that's the new mission since Jeffrey Epstein is dead or maybe not. Um, who else went to little St. Jeff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Get those those flight manifests, find out what happened, find the 
tapes, you know, because you know that he has video proof of everything that happened everywhere. Find those tapes, figure out what happened and get these people some goddamn justice. It's taken so long. I mean, the information's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's already out there. Well, like Anonymous read... released a whole ton of shit. Like, yeah. it's just there. Yep. Just go read it. Yep. Right? Ugh. So, yeah. Fuck the system. Fuck it all. Can we change the name to the show to just burn it all down? Burn it all down. <laughs> kind of want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> burn it all down. We need just a rant show where we talk about stuff that makes us mad and just burn well, it That's what we down. get for the next little bit here, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what this is. Burn it down. So, yeah. So, that's the end of the four-part docuseries. I feel like it was important to talk about because, obviously, our podcast is about, you know, kind of doing six-part miniseries or four-part miniseries of different docu-series, things. Docuseries, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that are really popular, but this... This one was a real bummer, but I think it's important to talk about just kind of disenfranchisement of of women who aren't able to come forward. Mm-hmm. Well, and very specifically, I think the Internet kind of took the Epstein thing in another direction. Um, and I thought a lot of the jokes and memes were super funny about the Epstein didn't kill himself and all the like wacky conspiracy theories. Right. So I had a completely different mindset coming into this particular mm-hmm. miniseries. And I mean, first episode. it completely grounds it back in reality and you're like oh mm. fuck right like, this is not only just super dark fucking disgusting and terrifying that number one this can happen number two that this has happened mm-hmm. number three that it went on for this fucking long without right. any fucking shit happening yep it's fucking terrifying so it's really difficult even just looking around for memes or pictures to post when these episodes come out yeah i had a whole bunch of memes i was like i can't use any of this yeah like none of this is appropriate mm-hmm. for the actual subject material that's in this yeah and like Similar to you, like, I thought that the memes were funny, especially the ones where it was like, you know, you have to, like, squint and tilt it to the right to be able to read what this says. And then it's like, Epstein didn't kill himself. Like, I love those. I didn't really know. Like, I had heard about, like, the pedophile island and stuff like that. But I was like, all right. I didn't. And then watching it, it's like, oh, my gosh. It's real. Right. Like, that's the problem. And especially, like, how does a person get away with it? But I mean, because that lifestyle is just so seems so impossible to you know most people the vast majority of people like middle class is like wait what do you mean you can own an island (laughs) multiple homes well i mean when you think (laughs) about how he set himself up to literally have some of the absolute worst disgusting dirt you could possibly have on pretty much any major player in politics Mm -hmm. the british royalty Mm. like there is not a system or an establishment that he personally couldn't just fucking destroy himself yeah you know, with the information that he has and i don't know a lot of that stuff was seized mm-hmm. i mean that's got to be in someone's custody there's right. got to be a bunch of stuff that glane still has access to uh there's certainly stuff on servers somewhere of laundry lists of of people politicians celebrities that need fucking justice brought upon them right uh, yeah. harshly god can you imagine and that's like one of those things where like the money obviously got him where he was like, that's how he got into those like upper echelons of society. But that knowledge, that's the real power. Knowledge is power. Stay in school, kids. Where like the more, you know, yeah, your yeah. kids stop listening to this podcast. What's right. With you? <laughs> where are your parents? God. But really not having background checks for employment is the, the biggest thing. It's reading have the money. rainbow. <laughs> right. Like <I> just, <laughs> He shouldn't have ever been able to make that money because right. he shouldn't have had those right. jobs. Yeah. Nope. Yep. But if you're smart. white and charming and a man, you could get away with it. Mm. Boop, boop. <laughs> I really Is think that our theme too. Song for this season. <laughs> yes. Mm. Essentially. <laughs> Fuck the system and everything it represents. Yeah. <laughs> I really think too, like if he had used his powers for good instead of evil, mm-hmm. we would be talking about like how brilliant he was. And like, yeah, don't let those obstacles stand in your way. Like well, get that job. That he you certainly want. attempted that by funding Tesla and all sorts of medical research yeah. and oh, stuff. Yeah. So like there's, there's a, a taint in a lot of new and upcoming technologies that are, do you say the grundle of the research? <laughs> the tunt. <laughs> tunt. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, how much of those donations he made were before he got his first, um, they were all after. Yeah. Right. Was everything after he did that tiny quote jail sentence? Yeah, because he had that big party, and that's when he started. Yeah. 
fraternize or whatever, just with all of those medical people and doctors and grant writers and stuff. And he fucking handing out money to overwhelm the any potential bad press that, you know, he's a convicted solicitor of right. minor prostitutes. Um, Which is so disgusting to me. Like, again, why don't women come forward when they've been assaulted? Because you're going to be called a fucking hooker. That's why. Like, right. <sighs> it's OK. You can get mad. I am just so mad. And the whole like, well, you know, the I don't know, the victim blaming and stuff like that. Like, I know Big Chuck had something on his Instagram where it was like, this is why you need to just like believe survivors like you are just victim blaming right now. No, if someone tells you that they've been assaulted by a creepy old man, believe them. I would rather believe them and then two percent of the time be lied to. Than not believe them. And that's the bullshit, too, is people are like, well, you know, uh, people lie about it. It's 2%. Yep. Lied about it. And who, I don't know. That's a whole rabbit hole that I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's a whole (laughs) rabbit hole, but it's definitely part of this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, listener, what can you do? Believe people when they tell you they've been sexually assaulted. Just believe them. Yeah. It's really not difficult to to believe somebody or something. Yeah. Horrible. Yep. And like to them. ask them, like, what can I do to help? How can I help? Do you want me just to listen? Should we go talk to the cops? Let's, do you want me to go break somebody's fucking knees? Let's yeah, go. mob justice, honestly, yeah. seems kind of like say, the way don't, to do it. Don't assault people, but, you know. Break that one weird little bone in their neck. Yeah. Whatever that thing yeah, is called. The uh, get a bone. ballpoint pen and take the pen out so it's just the, like, the, the Bic casing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's this little joint on the side of your knee. Okay. And you can just slam it right in there. Yeah. Um, okay. And it will lock the joint and it will be one of the most painful things they've ever experienced. And they will also be completely immobile. I definitely wow. thought you were going to oh. talk about doing like an, uh, a little tracheotomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, me so too. So you see how quickly I escalate things. <laughs> Escalation! Burn it down! <laughs> Burn it all down! I think Damn, boy! <laughs> if you're going to perform any emergency procedure in that situation, you want to go with a balloon angioplasty instead of a tracheotomy. Okay. It'll then have, you know, yeah. a little bit less invasive and longer-term success. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So I think that does it for us for season two of The Space Between Presents, The Root of All Evil. Anything else you guys want to want to say? No. No. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. And thanks for, you know, I feel like we all kind of suffered through this together because it is kind of a downer. I hope you got mad. I hope you laughed. I hope you liked it. And I hope you join us uh, when we come out with season three. Yeah. Burn it all down. Oh, hey, do you know what time it is? It's giveaway time. In preparation for the release of the New Mutants movie later this summer, The Space Between is covering issues 1 through 20 of the New Mutants comic from the 80s, written by Chris Claremont. In celebration of this, we're giving away a New Mutants epic collection, which includes Marvel graphic novel number 4, New Mutants numbers 1 through 12, Uncanny X-Men number 167, Marvel team-up annual number 6, Magic numbers 1 through 4, and material from Marvel team-up number 100. This is a massive collection, and it can be yours. That's 20 issues in all. Check out our website, professionalcasual.com slash giveaways for details. There are seven ways to enter. Yeah, seven. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for one entry each. Back our Patreon and submit a review on Apple Podcasts for five entries each. And review the Professional Casual Network on Facebook or ask a question of our advice show, Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, for three entries each. Remember, you have to go to professionalcasual.com slash giveaways to get started. If you do all that while you're just farting around on your phone, that's a total of 19 total entries you can get to win this sweet comic collection. Get going. The winner will be announced on July 31st. Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer? including season one of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Lainey, the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A grim podcast of perilous adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play podcast. We're playing through The Enemy Within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. 
And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner Tim and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top tier casual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at lindsayfphotography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events. What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny? They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content, all of those things. 